We brought you damn good beer, and now we're bringing to you damn good beef. It's so damn good that you can actually now get it at the DNVR bar. Uh, so if you're coming down to watch the All-Star Game or the Home Run Derby or all the other things that are going on in baseball this week, or I guess coming out Saturday night to watch the big UFC fight, definitely pick yourself up a Hassle Cattle Wagyu Beef Burger from the DMVR bar. You get to add all the toppings you want and enjoy the watch parties with the finest beef. Hassle Cattle Company is the absolute best source for farm-to-table Wagyu beef in the country. They ship all over the United States uh, from their fourth-generation cattle farm out of Texas. Um, they call their beef the blue-collar Wagyu because it's the best damn Wagyu that every man or woman can afford. Hassle Cattle Company offers Wagyu smoked sausage, New York strip, beef bacon, Wagyu frank without any fillers, two jerky flavors, original and sweet and spicy, and their Hamburger One Food Network's Northeast Burger Jam. Not only do we love their beef, the country loves their beef. They take their registered bulls, they breed them with Angus cows, and they give you that very high prime product that is grown with zero antibiotics and hormones. So head to Hassle Company or Haddle, or HassleCattleCompany.com. That's H-A-S-S-E-L-L CattleCompany.com. And then take your choice of two different promo codes. First of all, you can use DNVR10 for 10% off your order. Or you can use the code DNVRFLANK. That's D-N-V-R-F-L-A-N-K. And get buy three, get one free flank steaks from Hassle Cattle Company. And they're already very affordable. They're only $9.99. Uh, now you can get four of them for about 30 bucks. It's a great deal. So take your choice between that DNVR flank code, that DNVR 10 code, and definitely get to hasslecattlecompany.com. Boom. We are back. Full crew for once. Uh, Draft Pod Summer Edition, as always. Jake Swanich, Justin, Michael, Henry Chisholm. Here with me, Andre Simone. Fellas, how are we doing? How's the summer treating you? Yeah, right? Having a good summer. summer. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Good, I've, uh, good. I've golfed, what, like five times in the last eight days, I think. Lots I of bears on the golf course. Kind of good. Yeah, there is a bear. Uh, his name is George. He hangs out. Uh, he's on the other side of the golf course from us, but like around hole four or five. I still haven't seen him, which is really disappointing. Um, but, you know, I've still got a few more days here, so there's a chance. There are at least three um, high-end offensive linemen we'll be talking about today, Henry. I want you to keep in mind which one compares most to George the Bear. Okay? Ooh. Yeah. I'll start thinking. That's one of the games within the game we will be playing on today's episode. The game we are playing, and uh, I'm excited to do this, is we are going back to do a redraft. We talked it through. Should we do a redraft of last year's draft and kind of some, you know, um, immediate takes, maybe some rush takes. Of course, we know that it's uh, hard to judge a draft class after one year. I think this exercise is going to prove that it's hard to judge a draft class after four years, even, because I think there are going to be some real spirited debates um, because we are going to redraft the 2018 draft class, a phenomenal class, one that will present Tons of debates at some key positions. A crucial draft class for the Broncos, who, of course, were selecting fifth overall. Um, and because these guys are four years in, 
We know what's happened with some of these fifth years, fifth year extensions and options and what have you, but I, a lot still remains unwritten as far as ultimately where these guys will go um, in their NFL careers. So this is going to be a fun exercise, a little self-scouting as well for us to do, which is always important to do in the offseason. I've already talked too much. We are presented by DraftKings, the number one sports book in the land. Go download that app, Insane Offers, right now, and special code DMVR bar. Use that. I ran a thousand simulations, a thousand models, and uh, the first pick on this draft pod will be made by Justin Michael. Cleveland Browns on the clock. They selected Baker Mayfield, the reigning Heisman. Is that the pick they'll make once again, four years removed, Justin? I think you got to go Josh Allen. Mm. Biggest arm. I think his ceiling is the highest based on what we've seen thus far. Baker, I mean, it, it, Browns fans listening might roll their eyes a little bit because Baker's their boy. They love him. He's been really good. I don't have any problem with him, but I think he's probably been the third best quarterback of this draft class so far. And yeah, I'm going Josh Allen. What's funny is I think we could already have a little debate. Um, any Anyone feel strongly that Lamar should have been the pick here? Strongly, I, I like Lamar more. If that's yeah, what I'd it consider it. If it were yeah. me, I'd heavily consider it. I considered it too, but when when I wasn't sure what simulation you were gonna you're gonna say was going to like have the first pick, I had already decided Josh Allen has to be the way to go. It's it's close though. It's tough. I do think, um, for the sake of this exercise. In some ways, you could say, well, we should be drafting based on what you've accomplished thus far in your NFL career. Mm -hmm. Lamar probably has the edge there. Definitely. Um, You'd also be stealing him from one of your competitors. And boy, would he be fun in a Stefanski offense now that they finally seem to have figured it out. But I side with Justin 100%. And I was actually kind of surprised scrolling the internet um, through a couple other redrafts to make sure I wasn't missing anyone to see more Lamars than Josh Allen as the first overall pick. Um, and again, Lamar, a phenom, but such a huge question of how's he going to be developed? How can he progress? Because there are some questions. Is, is he just going to be a 12 to 14 win regular season quarterback who's then going to be a little too easy to game plan for as things stand now to really make it through a postseason run? While Josh Allen, three not great years, and then uh, finally breaks out and does seem like the top prospect. Also an important lesson about high upside because, uh, you know, Josh Allen, I I was, wasn't necessarily a defender, but I was an I get it with Josh Allen guy. And I got a lot of people who are like, how's... The NFL is full of morons. How could they draft this guy with below 60% completion percentage? Like, watch his tape at Wyoming. He only threw over 250 yards once in his final season, this, that, and the other. And it's like, look, I get it. I saw him live against Oregon and Justin Herbert, and he looked pretty awful. But this is the thing. You you have those tools. If you're able to develop them, the sky's the limit. And you, you talk about that sub-60% of Wyoming. When he was at JUCO, he, he was sub-50%. 
at Juco. Yeah. But, you know, the, the growth is just, it was so fast from there to being able to even get on the field after that at Wyoming to get drafted, just kept going. And now he's really good. Watch that mm-hmm. dude single-handedly beat CSU back, you know, for three straight years. So I, uh, I was a Josh Allen believer. <laughs> also uh, worth mentioning the two coordinators who've been so great in developing Lamar and Josh Allen are still the offensive coordinators of those teams. They haven't been hired as head coaches in a league where we are hiring anyone who has like the smallest play calling experience. Oh, you're a head coach immediately. And yet Greg Roman, Dable still chilling. That's cool. Um, Jake, maybe they want to win, you know, Smart. Yeah, maybe yeah, playing exactly. a long game. I don't know. Jake, you've got the second pick. Um, you're our Gettleman. You're our Gettleman. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess so. <laughs> and I'm sure I you're guess. going Saquon once again, right? How can you pass on a running back second overall in a class like this? <laughs> That's true. Right. <laughs> so tempting. Um, man, I don't know though. I'm kind of between two guys here I, I would say Lamar would be the obvious second choice but then I think Quentin Nelson would also be worthy of con- consideration this high especially considering if I'm Dave Gettleman 2.0 or junior whatever you want to call me I guess in this situation um, I think Lamar would be the pick though I feel like the Saquon pick was kind of a cop-out at the time because the Giants and Gettleman really didn't want to make a decision between Rosen uh, Allen Darnold um, especially with Baker off the board. So uh, just looking back in hindsight, though, I think Lamar has to be the choice, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think in hindsight, um, really short-sighted to not go with a quarterback in this draft class. Yeah. And stick with Eli for one more year when you got Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson still on the board. Um, I wonder how much ownership played into that decision and their connection to Eli Manning. I mean, coaches have been literally fired in New York for how they've handled Eli Manning before because that's how much ownership revered him. It, it, he could have been hamstrung a little bit just playing devil's advocate. And I mean, a situation we've seen similar to the Broncos in this draft and the draft that just played out in opting for the best player available on your board rather than mm-hmm. quarterback in a stack class. Mm-hmm. Jake, you were going to say something. Um, yeah, just that. And I mean, it's, I want to kind of make this point on the first pick with Josh Allen. Uh, I think to Baker's credit, he's probably the only quarterback that actually could have survived that Hugh Jackson, Freddie Kitchens run. And I don't know if Josh Allen, if he really develops, obviously the way that yes. he has in Cleveland one, but just under Freddie Kitchens and Hugh Jackson, I guess the same can kind of be said for Lamar in this situation because Pat Shermer didn't make it pretty far into his tenure after this point. So yeah, are they going to revamp their offense like John Harbaugh did? You know, just exactly. This guy's special. He has a completely different skill set. Will change everything. I mean that that saved Harbaugh's career. He was on the way out. Absolutely, absolutely. In fact, he was already kind of having conversations with other teams because mm-hmm. he was thought of to be fired. And then putting Lamar in is kind of what's, you know, I mean. You want to win, put Booby in. (laughs) Yep, (laughs) there you go. I'm actually going to write these down. So one, J.A., and two, Lamar. Henry, the model has you going third. 
to the Jets, and uh, now it can't get. Yeah, to me, this is still the the last pick that's kind of locked in. You know, I think I think that things get a little bit more interesting after this one because you look at the Jets and say, well, "What's the problem?" Well, the problem is they don't have a quarterback, and you've got a you know not 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 an MVP quarterback, not a quarterback who's made it to an AFC championship game either. But you've got Baker Mayfield, who to me has been good enough to be uh, a, a top three pick in hindsight. Um, you know, you're, you're still you're still hoping to get just a little bit more out of him, but you've seen enough to say that if you're a quarterback needy team and you have the opportunity to take him, you don't pass him up. And I think that that's what the Jets do here is take the last proven quarterback from this draft class and Baker. Yeah. And Baker Mayfield. Baker in the big city. That'd be some electric advertising. That's kind of where we thought Baker would go. I think back at yeah. the time, right? Yeah. hundred so percent. would be interesting to see that alternate timeline. Yeah, and I mean, he kind of is like modern-day Joe Namath in some ways. You know, he's got that bravado trash talk, and so he fits right into the Jets. Um, and yeah, he you're wore right. a fur coat as an homage to Joe, for sure. Yeah, and yep. uh, I mean, Jake's exactly right. It, this could have easily, at several points in that draft process, gone at least one in three the way we were redrafting it now. I mean, I remember being at that uh, Josh Allen Pro Day um with Hugh Jackson and um oh gosh I'm I'm blanking on their GM at the time Dorsey yeah Dorsey um and them talking up Mayock and I mean Josh Allen just putting on a show with everyone in NFL media there um okay damn my model who has left me with the first tough pick so I'm at four with the Browns and um I am going, I'm, I'm extremely torn between two guys. Um, I, I would have strongly considered Derwin James and Bradley Chubb, but given how their first couple seasons, I mean, their first several years um, in the NFL have gone and uh, largely kind of defined by injuries, they're, they're, they're not in consideration for a top four pick. The Browns, of course, went with Denzel Ward at the time. And uh, to me, Jair Alexander has clearly proven to be the superior cornerback. He has been just a stud with the Green Bay Packers. But I would strongly consider Tremaine Edmonds, um, who is still extremely young. I think just 22, if I'm not mistaken. Um, He's a beast, man. He's a beast. I, I still think there's more positional value than how he's been utilized so far in Buffalo. And I don't know that he's getting the credit he des- he deserves. Um, and, you know, Quentin Nelson would be in that discussion. I've got some thoughts on Quentin Nelson, who certainly has had a phenomenal career thus far. But I'm going to go Tremaine Edmonds, and it's essentially the Josh Allen um, discussion. Darius Leonard could also be in this conversation. Um Fred Warner as well. Yep, yep, totally. But uh, with where we're at now, Tremaine Edmonds, to me, still has like ample margins of growth um, and is a guy who's already a two-time Pro Bowler with over 350 tackles in his career. So not not too shabby. What a linebacker class, too. Chubb, Roquan Smith, like all of these guys. You give me any of them, I'm going to be pretty satisfied. 
Yeah, I mean, you said Warner, Leonard, uh, Leighton Vander Esch had a phenomenal rookie year. The linebackers were stacked in this bad boy. Any arguments here? Um, Jake, I know you mentioned considering Quentin Nelson at two even. Um, So, yeah. yeah. Um, I would definitely consider him in this spot. I think um, it's a bit difficult to kind of go back in time and remember these rosters at this time, but I think that – the Cleveland offensive line was definitely in need of some impact players back then. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Saquon also could have been a possible pick at this area because, you know, Chubb was taken later down the line. We'll see if he goes in this first round. Um, but I think that knowing what you know, I guess, about Josh Allen, you kind of know what you know about the running backs too. And if you took Nick Chubb or Barkley, I guess, this high, you'd really have a solid backfield for however long. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I do wonder, you know, I should have mentioned Minka as well. I, I'll say this to me, a lot of the what's going to settle these debates, if we looked back at this exercise in like a year or two, is going to be how these guys get paid. I think most of the guys I just mentioned are going to get paid more than Quentin Nelson. As much as Quentin Nelson's like impact on the field is arguably greater. Um, Okay, so we're going to stick with the order. We're not doing any snake nonsense. That's going to confuse me too much. Justin, you have the fifth pick now. It's the Denver Broncos. So you you are back in John Elway's shoes. It's time to switch things up. Um, dare I suggest firing Vance Joseph ahead of time? Maybe Kyle. Oh, yeah. Hire Kyle. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Try to hire Kyle Shatton. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> This would have been, you know, a situation I think, I mean, people were really high on Sam Darnold still at this point. So I imagine like in this scenario, if this is how it would have played out, that's probably who they take. He seems like an Elway type quarterback. Right back in the day. Yes, for sure. I just can't do it based on what we've seen. The tough part is again, like you could say Quentin Nelson, it would make all the sense in the world. Mm. It's just not very fun with some of these guys on the board, though. All right, I'm gonna go. Ugh, I'm gonna go Minka Fitzpatrick. He's my guy. Argued that Ooh. I wanted them to take him back in the day. I think I'll probably catch some flack for it because there's some really good offensive linemen available. All the linebackers we just talked about, Saquon obviously would have been a great pick, but Minka's my guy. Roll Tide. And, you know, if we're looking ahead to when the Fangio defense was implemented, a guy like Minka, who can do just about anything, would look so good in that defense. No kidding. No kidding. And, I mean, that might have saved VJ's job because him and Woods would have known how to use him. I will say, with all the money they've invested, you know, with with the hindsight that we have provided to us in this exercise – all that they've invested in the corner position, Minka or Jair, hard to argue against that pick with where we're at. They would have they would have solved a lot of problems for you. Yeah, and uh, no, go Jake. What if they just took Mike McGlinchey here though, and just they don't even have to think about right tackle this whole time? I mean, I, I considered it Hammer Orlando <laughs> Brown or Colton Miller. You know, Honestly, any of those tackles, no. but. That's no fun, man. Orlando, especially. um, Henry, I hope you're starting to listen to these names and thinking of which one compares more to George the Bear. Um, That's right. 
Yeah, and worth pointing out, as you mentioned, Sam Darnold, that uh, there are teams in the NFL that passed on guys like Justin Fields because they had Sam Darnold on their roster. So still carrying some NFL cachet. Mealing representing the facts, nothing more, nothing less. My model had Henry as the next pick? Yep. Okay, beautiful. Henry. Is that true? Do you use me? Oh, yeah, no, 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 so no. I, I keep you guys on your toes. <laughs> Jake didn't let me down. Henry almost, but not quite. Good catch by you, Just Hank. let you down, by the way. Yeah, I, I let him down. All he right. confirmed that it was me. Well, right. <laughs> okay, this is Jake's moment because he starts the draft off by having to be Gettleman. No one wants to be that. But now uh-huh. you get to be that Colts front office, which was really, really praised for the draft they had specifically in this class and going Nelson, Darius Leonard back to back with Frank Reich and that whole front office and really kind of building the identity of a very solid team. Though we'll see if uh, Wentz and some of the other moves they've made, like the Forrest Buckner will take them um, kind of over the top. So yeah, sixth overall, Maybe this is the only one that uh, sticks to exactly what the the pick was originally. Yeah, I think it's either Quentin Nelson or the only other guy I guess I would consider be Colton Miller, um, because in this you know timeline you still have Andrew Luck on your team uh, at least for a little bit, and I think you still want to protect him. Yeah, uh, I think that's just the thinking. Um, I mean, I guess knowing what we know now about Luck, though, do you take Darnold in this spot? I, I think knowing what we know now, I take Colton Miller and hope that you protect him and he doesn't retire. I, I think that's the way to go, but I mean, who who knows? Uh, does Andrew actually uh, change his mind if you swap out the guard for the tackle? Oh, man. Now, Orlando, I'm so glad you bring up Colton Miller because this is what's happened this offseason. Colton Miller, who starts his career off, and I wasn't high on him at all. And from the stats I have here from Stats Perform, um, Colton Miller has 12 sacks allowed his first season, eight sacks allowed his second season. It's not great, kids. That's 20 sacks in two years. That's garbage. Um, Last year, though, one false start, one hold, one sack allowed, and he gets a three-year contract for $54 million dollars. 42 and a half of which are guaranteed kids. Um, So that's no joke. Quentin Nelson, on the other hand, gets the fifth year option. No long-term extension. Go look up Quentin Nelson contract. First article you'll find is why the Colts are smart to wait on Quentin Nelson extension. And murmurs this offseason before the draft of, oh, should we try Quentin Nelson, the best left guard in the league, at left tackle. Because, again, that's now the biggest hole on that offensive line. Um, And worth noting, because I never hear this talked about much, Quinn Nelson in three years has 14 holdings. Um, That's six in his uh, first year, three and five last season. Um, So, you know, he hasn't necessarily been immaculate. From your left guard spot, you should expect better than that. Orlando Miller, Orlando Brown, on the other hand, you're looking at a guy who's only had three career sacks allowed and four holds in three years. Now, how much has he benefited by pass protecting Lamar Jackson? You know, mm-hmm. that, that helps your life a lot. So I think 
that's just to put this all in reference is that this class, while everyone's all over Quentin Nelson and we love seeing the clips online and stuff, his NFL value is somewhat debatable when you put him uh, compared to some of the top tackles that were drafted here. So I don't know. I just wanted to go on that long tangent because at the time he was like a set and forget prospect. But when you play guard, you need to be perfect. And he's basically been. He's been good. Not great. There you go. Yeah. Jake, who are you taking? Um, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with it. I'm just going to go quit Nelson here. And honestly, I think that's what the Colts do, right? I think so. I mean, you already mentioned it. That was kind of discussion back then was how high can you justify taking Quentin Nelson? And I think that six is just about where the value really kind of meets the the pick in terms of, you know, getting bang for your buck. Right. Um, I mean, he's on track to be like an all pro Hall of Fame type of player. Um, and assuming he gets even better as he ages um, into his 20s, I think this is the right pick. Yeah, and it looks better when you're drafting him after Lamar and Josh Allen and not yeah. before, which is what happened in RL, as the kids say. Henry, you've got the seventh pick. We've got three more before we take a quick break and uh, continue this exercise. Uh, so this is the Bills pick here at number Bills. seven. Yeah, Obviously, they took Josh Allen, who is not available because he was the first pick. Uh, I'm going Jair Alexander. You know, a, a lockdown cornerback is just so valuable. You know, obviously, like, if you if you could, you would draft a quarterback for them. But we're talking about Sam Darnold, who's proven, at, at li- like, literally nothing, you know? And the way that I thought about it was today, if you had Jair Alexander, and said, you know what? I wish we had Sam Darnold instead. What would happen if you said, we'll offer you Jair Alexander for Sam Darnold? And the answer is they say, oh, please, please, please let that happen. And you're probably going to be able to do better than Sam Darnold with it. Just because of the value, you got to go Jair. Um, Plus, you know, you can talk yourself into the fit, I think, with Buffalo. Want to be a defensive team. Um, What, Tredavious White? I think he was real good back then. That was that was like the era where he was real good, right? So you pair them together. Uh, I, I think that to me, he's the most valuable player on the board. I like that pick. It's a great. This would absolutely stack their secondary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's still with Brady. Picks. You know, like Brady's still in the picture in their division at that point. You're tired of getting bullied. You're, you want to like, all right, let's put together a 2015-esque Broncos secondary and shut it down. Maybe the best part from that pick is Nathan Peterman gets another shot, boys. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. The gift that keeps on giving, honestly. Um, Great. Did the Bears take a quarterback and solve their woes in 2018 in this scenario? Saquon's still on the board. There's a lot of crazy talent still out there. Yeah. um, All the linebackers. The Bears are a tricky one. Um, and no, I can't go quarterback right now. I'm really interested to see how far Darnold's going to fall here. Um, if taken at all, I'm, I think we've kind of hit another, um, tier of talent. Um, I thought that was a good pickup from Hank to get Jair. So I'm going to go with the guys who, to me, their talent has shown us they are right at the level with the guys selected in the top seven. 
it's just been injuries that have kind of got him. Um, so that'd be the two running backs, Saquon, Nick Chubb, and then Bradley, Bradley Chubb, um, and, uh, Derwin James. And I'm going to go with Bradley Chubb to pair him with, uh, with Khalil Mack, right? Khalil Mack is on the team at this point. They're going to lose Leonard Floyd. Uh, yeah, let's get it done. Go on a full on run and, uh, make it happen. So there you go. Bradley Chubb. I think he would still be a top 10 selection. I think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, Even, when paired with Von Miller, when they're both healthy, we've seen how dynamic that can be as a pass rushing unit. I don't see why it wouldn't be any different with, you know, what the Bears had going. Yeah. Yeah. And for sure. Back then, I mean, Bradley Chubb was kind of seen as highest ceiling in the draft non quarterback at the time. So mm-hmm. I think. Uh, in the context we have, this would be a home run pick if this were the case, right? Yeah. And I mean, he's proven that, you know, even when he's been hampered by injuries and maybe you're not seeing like the super explosive stacks, sack numbers, he's still extremely competent in all facets of the game. And having a guy like on the edge like that, who on top of it, you know, has a good motor and can create some pass rush is very, very valuable. Number nine, the San Francisco 49ers, a, a front office that maybe gets too many passes on how they draft. I will say this McGlinchey pick in retrospect, um, looking like the right one, um, or at least one that you can't criticize too much, but maybe in retrospect, they'd want to prioritize another guy they drafted in this class and Fred Warner over McGlinchey. That's yeah, that's how I'm going with this Fred Warner. I, and if you would have done it in that moment, people would have been, like, what are you doing? Yeah. But I don't, based on pro football reference, I pulled up, they've got a metric that it, it takes into account basically like your career average, what you've meant to your team. According to that, Fred Warner's fifth mm. out of the 2018 draft class. Lamar Jackson's one, Quentin Nelson's two, Darius Leonard three, Josh Allen four, Fred Warner five, Minka Fitzpatrick six. I'm going Fred Warner. Dude's been a stud. Yeah, no one really key piece to that uh i mean robert sala could probably give him a little percentage of his coaching contract you know um oh definitely yeah i do wonder though if kyle sees saquon sitting there and, and that's just that's what it came down to to me i was like you know saquon in a 49ers offense would be yeah a whole lot of fun <laughs> yeah <laughs> or nick chubb man yep yeah chubb's been great too Mm-mm-mm. um okay like that fred warner and jake you're gonna close out segment one for us with the 10th pick arizona's on the board probably the first of these picks made that will not see their name selected in the first round the pick was originally josh rosen this says a lot about how good this class was and how the nfl kind of didn't make too many mistakes until this point yeah i'm struggling a bit with this one i i kind of want to take darnold but i mean in this scenario i guess bradford's still on the roster i mean who else would it be though i i guess i would look at someone like marcus davenport um would be an interesting pick here um derwin possibly in this area also Derwin for sure any saquon consideration i don't 
I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I know David Johnson's kind of on the way down at this point. Um, I just don't, I think he's got that big contract though. I don't know how much money you can justify flushing into the running back position. I, I guess the pick's got to be Darnold. Um, I didn't really want to make that pick. I mean, you look at some of the centers, even um, Billy Price, Frank Ragno, those are guys that have really made an impact and could potentially help out this team because offensive line has been a huge liability for them uh, looking back through this time period. I guess I'm right. just going to go Darnold. I don't know. I'm kind of going in circles here. I think I would have went Orlando Brown. Controversial. Yeah. Maybe Darius Leonard could have been in play. Oh, yeah. Darius Leonard falling out of the top 10 is probably not a great look. I mean, I don't know. There, but at it's that hard point, to argue Darius... against these guys we took. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. And then back at that time, too, Darius Leonard was another kind of polarizing prospect just because <laughs> of where he played and just projecting that fit at the time was something that a bit unconventional, I guess. Um, you know, some of those small school guys just being launched in those big roles. I don't who else would it, I even consider here? I mean, I don't know, maybe one of the receivers, uh, you Ridley or Sutton, him? maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Sutton, I think would go a lot higher in this instance. Yes, I mean, even DJ sure. Moore, yep, for DJ sure. Moore's kind of lived up to that spot sneakily, I think, too. Um, totally. Yeah. I don't, I just think, I mean, at the point, you look at this roster, it still doesn't look half bad. I mean, you still got Patrick Peterson on the back end of his prime. I think the defense is solid enough looking at back at this time. That quarterback would really be the only, I think, pick that could truly transform this roster. Like so you just have to hope that in a different world, Darnold actually is, right. is decent. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. True. that's true. In to uh, summarize our top 10, Josh Allen, one, Lamar Jackson, two, Baker Mayfield, three, Tremaine Edmonds, four, Mika, Fat- Mika Fitzpatrick, five, Quentin Nelson, six, Jair Alexander, seven, Bradley Chubb, eight, Fred Warner, nine, Sam Darnold, ten. We'll come back and do the, the rest of the NFL draft after the break. All right. There's a big UFC fight on Saturday, and there's a great opportunity for anybody who still hasn't signed up for DraftKings. McGregor versus Poirier 3 is all set for UFC 264. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC, has a knockout offer for this weekend's fight. DraftKings is offering 264 to 1 odds on a knockout in the first round during Saturday's main event. If the rubber match ends in a first round knockout, you walk away with the cash. Just pick the main event fighter you think will win by first round knockout. DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 264 to 1 odds on that fighter. That's right. You bet $1 on McGregor or Poirier to win by first round knockout, and you win $264. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. So don't worry if MMA isn't for you. Uh, there's plenty of other sports that you can be betting on, like basketball. Uh, there's one more soccer match. Um, plenty of stuff throughout the summer. Baseball, the home run derby, all that kind of stuff. Uh, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up and turn $1 into $264 when you bet on a main event fighter to win by first-round knockout. Place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code DMVR to turn $1 into $264. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. 
with customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. I hope McGregor gets his teeth knocked in this weekend, man. See, I, I'm cool with anybody getting their teeth knocked in. Like, I... There aren't many guys that I like. Good guy. Yeah, I know that's me. That's that's me. It's like we figure he's done comparable things. I maybe I just think too lowly of UFC fighters. Where it's like whenever I hear them talk, I'm like, eh, you. There's a reason you're a fighter. Like probably probably heard those situations before. Terrible, Henry. Terrible. Is that terrible? Yeah, it's probably terrible. Um, cards lately have been great though. Yes. UFC's yes. been fantastic it's recently. Been amazing. Uh, I can't see you guys. We've had several DMVR listeners switch over to Green Mountain Dental Group over the years and make them their permanent family dentist. Those listeners have personally reached out and let us know how great their experience was and thank us for leading them to such a wonderful practice. There's honestly nothing more rewarding than hearing that from our listeners. So please let us tell you um, about Green Mountain Dental Group. And then maybe if you check them out, you can tell us about your experience if you made the switch. Um, If you don't know, Green Mountain Dental Group is in Lakewood just 15 minutes away from downtown Denver. Uh, They're the best damn family-owned dentist in the metro. They're extreme Colorado sports fans, just like all of us. Um, Lindsay and Allie both got their wisdom teeth taken out there. Um, There was some some things that went on with Allie's wisdom teeth when they came out. Wasn't because of Green Mountain Dental Group, but Green Mountain Dental took good care of her. They were checking in on her often, making sure she had all the meds she needed, all that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, that's just what they do is they, they pay attention to the customers and uh, make sure that they are doing all right. Um, Lindsay said it was literally the best dentist experience of her life. Um, and uh, right now, there is an awesome deal if you're looking for a new dentist. Uh, you can head into Green Mountain Dental Group, schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam, and you will receive a free Sonicare toothbrush. Uh, so definitely take advantage of that. Tweet at us when you go. Make sure that you like tag them when you go to. Remember, it's only 15 minutes away from downtown Denver and Lakewood. It's a longtime DMVR partner. They're huge Colorado sports fans. They show us love, so we want to show them love too. Nicely done, Henry. Nicely done. All right. We just went with Jake at the 10th overall pick. Bit of a controversial one, but now we move on to the 11th with Sam Darnold off the board. I think that does it for our quarterbacks today. But I never know what surprises you guys have in store for me. Henry, you are 11th overall right now, and that means you are selecting for the Miami Dolphins, who originally took Minka Fitzpatrick, no longer an option for them this time around. So uh, what you going with? This was a tough one. I narrowed it down to two and um, over the break decided where I was going. We are taking Saquon Barkley right here. Nice. The Dolphins need an offense and he is an offense. You know, I was just looking through some of these Dolphin stats. Guess who their leading rusher was in 2019. So it would have been Saquon's second year. Oh my God. I can't. I can't. Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller. It was Ryan Fitzpatrick with 243 <laughs> rushing yards. 
Trick yeah. question. Got us all. <laughs> wow. Yep. Uh, I, it's tempting to go Nick Chubb just because he's he's been healthy for the most part. And, and that workhorse might fit just a little bit better. But all the different things that Saquon provides, you know, as a receiver out of the backfield, all that kind of stuff. I just think that there's plenty of room for all of that in the Miami offense. And again, like this is a team that had holes everywhere. You could make a case for a lot of different guys. I just think Saquon's so talented. You gotta, you gotta try it out. Saquon would look good in their flashy uniforms, man. Mm-hmm. It's true. I loved, I loved Saquon back then, though. In 2018, oh my god, mm. he's I a freak. Still like his potential if he's healthy. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. same. I'll say this: if now knowing what we know, um, and injuries being a factor for both. I think I'd just go Nick Chubb. I believe that. I, I, I I'm, it's tempting. I just, when you look at those two, I still think that Saquon, I don't know. If we're drafting for the last four years, it's Nick Chubb. If we're drafting for the last the four years four. plus the future, right? that's where I think that it's worth the risk on Saquon because I still think that he has potential to be, you know, one of those running backs you bring up when you talk about the all-time grades. Some work to do for sure, but just the the pure talent and explosion and all of that kind of stuff. Plus the fact that he did all that while playing for the Giants. Um, you know, that's it's impressive. I mean, his stock's at like an all-time low right now. I'd buy Saquon yeah. all you can at this moment. <laughs> Interesting. Dre's holding back rage inside, but that's no, okay. No, <laughs> I, no, I like, I mean, again, this is why this exercise is fun though, because... Picks like Tremaine Edmonds, fourth overall. Um, Sam Darnold, 10th overall. Saquon Barkley, 11th overall, are all being made because of upside and uh, not so much base, you know, like, so it's even four years in, we still don't know enough. And it's why guys are still getting traded for and still getting paid a lot because you're willing to believe that at some point the light can still come on. Um, Okay, so finally the fall ends. I'm at 12th overall for the defending Super Bowl champs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. In this butterfly effect world, I need to try and not lose that Super Bowl for them. And (laughs) to do that, the best way I can maintain. Now, they selected Vita Vea, a good pick. Another one of those guys with uh, Derwin James, Saquon, Bradley Chubb injuries have kind of defied the only early portion of career of his career while he's played. He's been phenomenal, but he hasn't always been healthy. Um, We haven't drafted Devin white yet. And so we are going to pair Darius Leonard with Levante David um, and try to maintain that run. Leonard's um, fall ends at 12. Pretty happy with that. Um, And he's a guy that I missed on tremendously. I didn't see it at the Senior Bowl. I didn't see it on tape. The testing wasn't impressive. Um, And just a unique guy. I think something that I've really learned with scouting between Mahomes and Darius Leonard and, I mean, a lot of NBA guys, Jokic, Trey Young, Steph Curry, 
you got to kind of embrace these unique guys who are able to use that uniqueness to their advantage um, because it's something that makes them, for lack of better words, unique and really hard to game plan against. Um, and to some extent, Leonard's done that. And to some extent, I got too caught up on what he can't do versus what he can do. And um, I'll also say, I think few landed in a better situation than Darius Leonard did with the Colts. And in retrospect, would it work out like that with Tampa Bay? Maybe not, but Tampa's another extraordinary situation for Leonard to land in. So, um, all right, with all that, unless there are any disagreements, we are going to 13. They were known um, under another name, but now they're the Washington football team. And they are once again, one of the great disgraces of the NFL. At 13th overall though, they rolled they rolled with your guy, De'Aaron Payne, Justin, and um, Payne has been a key part of what's turning into a phenomenal defense really built around that front with a ton of blue chippers. So uh, I wouldn't fault you for going again that route, but tons of talent still remaining on the board. So I like Payne a lot, and that's why I'm kind of pains me to do this. Ha-ha. Um, but nice. I'm going to go... <laughs> I'm going to go with Nick Chubb. I think he's really good. I think Washington's offense has left a lot to be desired for basically a decade now. And I think you just get a consistent all prototype running back that you can build around and you're happy with that. Justin, I really like this because in the same draft, this is when they took Darius Geis. And I think that Nick Chubb is, you're getting what you thought you were getting out of Darius Geis with Nick Chubb. That's a great point. Mm. it's really true honestly that's really true um that's a nice pick yeah that's a nice pick can't argue with that one honestly as far as upside goes probably the best pick you could have made at this point um that leaves us at 14 with the saints that means we're back at jake right yeah i poor it's been good for them I okay. Here's the thing. I, like I don't know Marcus that Davenport. Saints fans feel that way though. <laughs> I mean, if he's been healthy though, yeah, is it a oh. different story? Because I do think he's got the talent. Um, there's a lot of options here though. You could go one of the linebackers. I think Roquan's still on the board, right? Yep. Yep. yep for um, sure. Roquan man, Denzel I mean, Ward's still on the board. I mean, Denzel Derwin James. Yeah. Derwin's still on the board. Those offensive tackles that tackles, are getting paid, yeah. all the wide receivers. There is still. It's going to get interesting when we get into the 20s. I, I mean, have the pick, though. Even Vea Pay are not a bad duo. Yeah, yeah. Lay it on us. So I'm going to take Calvin Ridley here because you steal him from a division rival mm, and I like that. You get We're to pair him with Michael Thomas and Calvin Ridley. I think yeah. back 26 come, touchdowns since he's come into the league. And when he was coming out, he was really kind of seen as like a, like a high number, high level number two, right? I think those were the questions about him and mm -hmm. why he wasn't the For first sure. receiver taken was that he's not your prototypical wide receiver one and can't yep. really be that. Um, obviously the big playability since he's entered the league has kind of changed that. And which is pretty much why the Falcons moved on from Julio this last year. But I just think that he would be a nice fit with Michael Thomas. I mean, they're both pure route runners. Um, and, you know, Drew Brees is kind of degrading at this point. So you get someone that can just get themselves open. And Brees is still accurate. I mean, he just can't throw it past, 
I guess, 15, 20 yards at this point. So I think this is just a nice fit. How much would this change their ability to get over the hump the last couple of years, you know, yeah. where Breeze was really stifled. The defense was far from the problem with or without Marcus Davenport. You know, Trey Hendrickson has been their star D end, and he was a third rounder. Um, I really think a guy like Ridley could add just enough dynamic quality over the middle to maybe get them over the hump um, the last couple of years. That's a really nice pick. I enjoyed that one. 15, the then Oakland Raiders. Now they're in Las Vegas. Um, Mayock in play by this point? I think Mayock is in play by this first point. Year, yep. Yep, and they went with Colton Miller originally, as I mentioned. Allows 20 sacks his first two seasons, but just got himself quite the extension at 25. Henry, would you stick with that? Orlando Brown might be more Raiders-y, but uh, as we've mentioned, a ton more picks or more, more options than beyond just the offensive tackles. Yeah, there's uh, there's some options here. Um <sighs> Here's what I'll say. I, I'm go. I'm going to switch from Colton Miller to Orlando Brown, um, and I'm going to be happy about mm, it. Like be that. happy about it. Yeah. Um, it's very tempting to just grab Derwin James, though, because you look at the safety position for Oakland and all like the you know Carl Joseph they're throwing <laughs> back there. They're bringing in Lamarcus Joyner, and they've been trying to find somebody like Derwin James for a while now. Um, and, and it's you ain't wrong to just grab Derwin and then they don't have to deal with all those things that they had to try. Yeah. But, what about all the corners they've missed on and Denzel Ward's still available, you know, I know yeah, it's, it's, it's tempting, but when, when you have the option to just take a left tackle and in this world, like obviously yeah, if you don't yeah. take a left tackle, they're yeah. struggling to find a left tackle. I think that you just have to, you know, eat your vegetables here take an offensive lineman. We're going Orlando Brown instead of Colton Miller. I One of my best friends is a Raiders fan. And I remember back then he was dying for Derwin James at this pick mm-hmm. and watching, watching him that pick when it was Colton Miller with Derwin James on the board, is <laughs> still one of my favorite draft memories. So I got to do my boy justice. And I would, I would definitely take Derwin in this situation, but I respect the pick. Hank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Man, uh, I guess in the end, kind of justified with the pick with Colton Miller. I like the way you were going with it with Orlando Brown. In retrospect, I think this is another pick that the Raiders would make. Like they love Trent Brown. They love those big mm-hmm. offensive tackles. Orlando fits their vibe 100%. Um, I've got Buffalo at 16. They already took- got Jair Alexander. Yep, they took Tremaine Edmonds originally. Um, he's off the board, and I'm just going to give McDermott all the pieces to build a nasty secondary, and we're going Derwin James. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would be Derwin's my boy. Maybe Derwin can even be utilized somewhat similarly to how Tremaine was to this mm-hmm. point, you know, and... <sighs> I don't know. Whatever Jeez, it takes man. to keep them to keep them healthy, like <laughs> whatever it takes, because this sky's the limit for Derwin. He just he really cannot stay healthy. It's devastating. 
I mean, you're taking him away from the Chargers, though, so he probably has a better chance of staying right. healthy, right? Right. Yeah. 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 True. Could be. Could be. That's true. Um, that actually would go a long way. And speaking of the Chargers at 17, this could be another interdivisional swap where they've been searching for offensive tackles far and wide. Cole Miller is still available, Justin. Um, that seems like a juicy option. But again, I, I'm I'm frankly kind of surprised we've gotten to 17 and we've got guys that are pro bowlers and being paid as high-end starters at their position still. Yeah, I think, I don't know. With with Derwin going right before them, I'm tempted to take Denzel Ward. Mm, yes, but yes, big time. Also, Roquan Smith's still available. <sighs> yep, yep. And I think if you put him in the middle and then you have Bosa at the end and... I'm going Roquan Smith. I just think you really solidify your defense there, and I I just don't see him sliding this far. I think you probably already should have gone. Honestly, Roquan, Denzel, I think this is more appropriately where they should have been selected all along here. Yeah, 15-ish probably. In this range, yep. Yeah. Yep, that's, that's a solid pick, though. Um and they've gone after guys like that, you know, Drew Tranquils, guys like that. The Packers get Jair Alexander, another phenomenal pick at 18. No longer an option now. Um, but, Jake, you're back on the board. Who'd you go here? Between two guys, I think uh, with Roquan going right before me, I think we're looking at Fred Warner. Mm. And then I think we're heavily well, considering Gwen Gordon already. Here. Oh, Fred Warner. Oh, Fred Warner went? Yeah. Oh, shoot, my bad. Then yeah, I guess Leighton Van Der Esch would be the uh, the next guy I would consider. If that, I mean, I forgot about Fred Warner being off the board. I would take Cortland Sutton then. And Denzel so Ward also still pick. available. I'm, I got I've you, Henry. Staring at this one, saying that that is just perfect. You get to play. I considered it on the Chargers. help. Oh, it's perfect. It really yeah. is a nice pick. With Sutton and Devontae, that is a pretty awesome one-two yeah. punch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, honestly, they could really utilize a guy like Mark Andrews as well. Yeah. Like, and that offense, mm-hmm. he would work really nicely. Um, Shoot, DJ Moore's there too. Yep. yep. Oh, yeah. Because they were trying Jimmy Graham and never really got much <laughs> out of him. Mm-hmm. And Mercedes yep. Lewis. And now finally, Bob Tanya, that the tight end would make a lot of sense. Yeah, and I mean, again, Denzel to replace Jair, it's not the same, but you're still like landing on your head pretty nicely. Um, But I like Sutton. I think that's a really nice pick, especially for this fit. Gasicki? Gasicki. One name we haven't even mentioned yet, but now's where we need to start considering is DJ Chark. Yeah, I was just about to say. Yeah. Imagine Rodgers just throwing those deep, like the the play action bootleg, just bombs to Cortland Sutton. They would be perfect together. It would really. No, maybe we'll get to see it. (laughs) 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 Hank, you're up next. 19 overall, the Dallas Cowboys. They selected Leighton Vanderesh, who had a great rookie season. Struggled to stay healthy since then, though. Do they do they stick with their pick, or you go in a different direction? This is where the Denzel Ward slide stops. Mm. I mean, they've they've just I they've been two cornerbacks short ever since then. 
you know, they, they haven't even had like one guy who you put out there and you're like, oh yeah, we at least we at least we got something. No, they they need help back there. They've needed help for a while. And this is where uh that word just makes a lot of sense. It's a it's a good value for him, I think, at this point too. Boy, That's really looking That's at this big. now, some real lack of pass rush in this class. Yep. It's Chubb and no one else. Um that said, I I might have gone Deere and Pay um, with this selection because I think you add a dude like that to the middle of that Cowboys D probably fixes a few more um, patches up a few more holes than Denzel does. But I, I get it. Um, certainly a good pick at this point to close out this segment. I've got the twentieth pick with the Detroit Lions. Frank Ragnow, controversial pick at the time. Um, a guy who is dealing with some injuries in his last year. So if you watch the right tape, the wrong tape, you are going to undervalue him significantly. Um, and he's kind of proven the the lions right in this. He got paid selection. He got paid, which I mean, as far as interior offensive linemen go, I think he's get, making more than Quentin Nelson. Right. Now. Um, mm-hmm. Noteworthy. Uh, so the Lions, though, boy, we're just trying to add pieces here. Tempting to just stay with Ragnow, though. Man, I, I have a hard time leaving DJ Chark on the board, and they have been looking for a more dynamic element in that offense. Maybe this helps you maximize Stafford a bit more, you know. So I. I'm going with DJ Chark, um, one of my guys, a guy I fell in love with in Mobile that year. Um, so, yeah, there you go. DJ Chark, it is. Not That's even the thing. first DJ wide receiver drafted in that class. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty crazy. That's the 20th pick, folks. Um, 11 through break. 11 through 20 was Saquon, Darius Leonard, Nick Chubb, Calvin Ridley, Orlando Brown, Derwin James, Roquan Smith, Cortland Sutton, Denzel Ward, and DJ Shark. That's that's a solid 11 through 20. We're taking a final break. We're going to close out this first round, um, and now's where it's going to get fun and extra tricky. So stay tuned. Summer is here. Are you ready to unveil your beach pod? Well, you're in luck. Our friends over at Manscaped just launched their fourth generation performance package, which includes the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Complement your summer bod with a trim for the leaders in oh, trim from the leaders in male grooming. The sun is shining. It's calling your name, fellas. So join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code DMVR. Little side note, I think that's the first time I've ever said like hot something summer because I really hate that phrase. But I'm not going to lie. It, it fits well in here. You're um, a TikToker now. Ugh, I, I would. That, nope, that's not me. Um, it's time to bundle up though, because not only can you get that lawnmower 4.0, um, inside this performance package 4.0, you also get the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, the crop preserver ball deodorant, the crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold all of your goodies. Um, first off, you know, obviously the most important part is that lawnmower 4.0. 
Uh, the trimmer is insane. It's 9,000 RPM. It has like a, a light that is incredibly powerful. You can try it on and off. They've added a whole bunch of other functions. You know, I just flew out here to Montana. And as I was putting my uh, lawnmower 4.0 in that nice travel carrying bag, um, I was zipping it up and because it was packed so full, I noticed that it turned on inside the bag. And I was like, oh no, well I can't be having this turn on. And then I remembered, they even have a travel lock now. You just press the button three times and then you have to press it three times in a row again to get it to be ready to turn back on again. Just so many of those little details that they pay attention to over there. Um, and uh, it's, it's just a great product. Uh, the trimmer's insane. It's the goat of ball trimmers. Yeah, I said it. Uh, their fourth generation trimmer also features a ceramic blade. Um, they have advanced skin safe technology. It's It seriously has all of the perks that you could want. Plus, again, don't don't forget about those different formulations. The the ball deodorant, I've been golfing a lot. That uh, that is incredibly helpful. Um, the best part is, if you go to manscaped.com, you can use the code DMVR and get 20% off and free shipping. Um, that's 20% off and free shipping with the code DMVR at manscaped.com. Escape the shrubs and weeds this summer and shine with Manscaped. Love it. Do we not have draft, else, I think, right? DraftKings read? No. No DraftKings. We already did that one. We do. Oh, we yeah, we already did it. Were you That's not how... listening to me, Dre? No, I wasn't. <laughs> oh, I wasn't. I'm trying God. to make sure I don't forget anyone in this phenomenal 2018 draft class because now that's kind of where we're getting. You're right, Justin. We left off with I, I gave I made the DJ Shark pick, and I'm kind of kicking myself because I told Henry at 19 I would have considered someone else, and then I didn't consider them. So 21, who you got? Uh Tempted to take Colton Miller because the Bengals haven't had a good offensive line in a really nope. long time. Nope. It's not a very fun pick. I'm also tempted to uh, just go with De'Aaron Payne because I think they could probably. Totally. Yeah, I'm going to go Payne. I, I just I think he'd probably be one of the best players available on the board at this point, And you just get yourself the best defensive tackle in the class and, and be happy with it. Could have easily gone as high as like 11 or 12 in this reader. I also really considered DJ Moore too, because, you know, they, they went out and got Jamar Chase this year, but it, it's been a while since the Bengals had, you know, like a stud wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Good ones, but it's been a bit of a treading water um, to some extent. All right. We've got the, Titans at 22. They took Rashawn Evans. A pick I liked at the time. It hasn't totally worked out. Who would you go with now in hindsight, Jake? Real quick, is Vita Vea on the board still? Yes, he sure he is. is. I would heavily consider him. It'd, it'd yeah. be between him and Leighton Vanderesh, I think. And I think I'd go uh, Vita Vea just because an enormous human being that moves insanely well for that size. Um, I don't know if that's the most Titans pick in the world, but I think right. that fills a need. Uh, Jarrell Casey was on the way out um, and kind of declined pretty quickly in these years following 2018. And, uh, you know, Vita Vea has made a pretty decent impact on the Bucks. I think he could do the same for Tennessee. 
that's how these things tend to go too. like one defensive tackle goes and then every team panics and drafts like three and five picks. Cause there's usually only, you know, like three or four that are, you know, mm-hmm. considered like star worthy. And they are another one of those guys who would go extremely high if he was just healthy. Yeah. I would say though, too, would they just take Harold Landry in this spot also? I mean, he was their guy a couple picks later. Um, I mean, you'd spend more draft capital, but I think you you know what you're getting. He's really kind of been as advertised. I mean, he was super bendy coming out, and a lot of people applauded him for that ability, and he's really started to put it all together around that. Yeah, him, Uchenna Nuosu, Lorenzo Carter, a little value at the edge position here at the end of round one. Landry's a good one to throw out there, Jake. Um, yeah, it honestly, this is one where I... I'd love to get like Vrabel's opinion on this pick, you know, yeah. like, uh, looking back, who would you go? With? Um, Hank, you are up. We have pick number 23 and it's the new England Patriots who have two picks in this final section. They went with Isaiah Wynn here and would go with Sony Michelle shortly. Yeah. Um, so this was going to be Vita Vea. I was hoping he was going to fall one more spot. I was thinking, you know, that New England defense, if you could just get a guy like that who plugs up the middle. Well, 2.0. Exactly. Like, there's absolutely a use for that, and this feels like a team that would value that role. Um, from there, though, it was Harold Landry. So, Jake was really deciding between uh, <laughs> the two guys that I was like, <laughs> hoping for. And because he took Vita Veo, we're going Harold Landry. Um, again, it, it's a first-round pick on the front seven from the Patriots, and that just feels like where those picks should go. Um, yeah, Harold Landry. What he has like nineteen sacks through three years. Correct. That's that's solid, especially you know in a weak pass rushing class. Um, and I think he can kind of fit the mold of one of those guys that they can put to good use out there. Yeah, would have stayed local too, keeping him in the Boston. Oh, that's area right. Coming out of BC. Um, also, real quick, I've got that press conference in fourteen minutes. So. There you go. We can get it done. Uh, 24 okay. Carolina Panthers. They took DJ Moore. You could easily repeat that pick. I think at this point, Colton Miller is uh, too much value. And if I'm not mistaken, he is still available, right? He is still available. Yes. So, yeah. This is where Colton Miller's fall ends um, to protect whatever quarterback the Panthers end up having. Maybe even Cam Newton still, who maybe can extend his career. With a guy like Miller, though I doubt it, because there'll be some growing pains the first couple of years. Um, so yeah, we started all over again at 25, where another team selecting twice in this final stretch, the Baltimore Ravens, who of course would really make a huge pick at 32 with Lamar Jackson. But even they passed on Lamar here for Hayden Hurst, who might just slip out of our first round. Um, who would you go with here, uh, Justin? I'm going to go DJ Moore and give Lamar Jackson a wide receiver. I was tempted to do Mark Andrews, who they I was gonna say, got yeah, and has yeah. been phenomenal. Um, but I don't know. I think receivers tend to go a little higher than tight ends for the most part. I guess knowing what we know now, I probably should go Mark Andrews, and I'm already second-guessing it. But I'm going to go DJ Moore because once you make your pick, you can't go back. Him. A nice little dynamic talent to add there. Maybe it'd be a better fit than like Hollywood Brown or something. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I'm thinking too. 
Jake, you're up at 26, where we have the Atlanta Falcons, who, again, another very good pick, Calvin Ridley, who is no longer on the board. I'm going to take Jesse Bates, safety out of Wake Forest for this spot. A guy that, I mean, taken later in the draft and has really shown his draft stock for the Bengals, and the Falcons' secondary is terrible throughout this whole period. So, Second team All-Pro. Um yeah, guy selected in the second. One of those great examples of we talk about safeties all the time, how much IQ matters as much as those premier traits. It's one of those those positions. Range, too. Yep, yep, totally. Um, 27, the Seattle Seahawks. Easily one of the worst picks of this top 27 because they went with Rashad Penny, and I'm not sure he's going to stay in the league. That yeah. surprised me even in the moment. And I was yeah. high on Rashad yeah, Penny, totally. having watched him a bunch in the Mountain West. But I was like, you could have got him in the third or fourth round. And they took him at 27 overall. Yeah, I had the size and I think got enamored by that long speed that you saw from Penny on some of those returns, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, this is another one where I was, I was looking at Bates. I thought he'd be a good fit for that secondary. Um, but I was torn between him and Dante Jackson. And we're going Dante Jackson, speedy corner. Wow. Um, I know. It's 10 picks. You know, I, I'd like to see him just play like that straight zone, see what happens. Um, and again, you, you look at the Seahawks secondary. I guess 2018 was that was that the last year with Richard Sherman? Or, or was he gone before that? I, probably I think check he was before. gone that year. Yeah, that but that's the first that's year a, with 49ers. Yep. And that's yeah. about the time where things kind of deteriorated back there. I don't know. I, I think yep. it'd be fun to see him out there. Oh, I'm <laughs> curious. Would you guys have gone with a different corner? Oh, Carlton I, Davis would be interesting. Carlton Davis okay. is yep. definitely on my short list. I was very high on Isaiah Oliver coming into that draft yeah, and too. Mike mm-hmm. Hughes, um, mm-hmm. who unfortunately with injuries has not been able to, uh, to really prolong his career. I will say this, Henry, I, it would be the same thinking of the Rashad Penny pick to make their offense more diversified, though. I would have gone Mark Andrews in retrospect, right? Yeah. Because um, yeah. with those receivers, you add a tight end like Andrews, maybe that really does do enough for them. But Dante Jackson's interesting, and it, it would fit this transition Seattle's made where they're not as obsessed with size at cornerback anymore. Mm-hmm. So on on you know going off of that, Dre, you have the Pittsburgh Steelers pick now at twenty eight. Do they take Mark Andrews and give Big Ben a dynamic tight end and keep him out of the hands of a division rival? Yeah, why not? Um, I love that pick. You know, we might have considered running back had uh, Chubb or Saquon still been around, um, but no, Mark Andrews is just a, a perfect pick for us. We saw them go with the tight end um, this year, right? Who'd they end up selecting? Blanking completely, they got our BC, the BC. Uh, guy. Oh, it's uh, yeah, no, Penn State, no. um, Friarmouth, yeah, yep. yep. yes, thank you, Najee Harris and Friarmouth. Yeah, give me Mark Andrews all day, every day. Um, that's gonna be really fun. That's a phenomenal pick. 20, thank you for that assist. 29 Jacksonville Jaguars, they went Tevin Bryan, mm, not quite a bit of a that's gamble nice. on some high end upside there that hasn't entirely worked out still some nice options on the o-line um yeah i'm really tempted to take mike uh glinky here but because mm. this is my last guaranteed pick and because he's my boy 
I'm going Michael Gallup. Let's go. I was nice. just wondering, <laughs> will Justin let him slip out the first? Let's go, Justin. Statistically, <laughs> I can make the argument. He's fifth in receptions in this class, fourth in touchdowns. He's been phenomenal for Dallas. They don't get DJ Chark in this scenario. Right. Get you a playmaker. I'm glad he's not in Jacksonville IRL, but I'm not letting him slip out of the first round. A future full of Gallup with LaVisca and being coached by Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> Trevor oh, Lawrence. I mean, that's a, a Madden create a team. What a great place. Travis Etienne in the backfield. Beautiful stuff. Um, all right. I like it. I like it on brand. So we can't fault you for that. 30 Minnesota. Um, you, George Payton. Mike Hughes was, was the pick back then. Um, don't think it'll be the pick now, Jake, who you got. I was leaning Carlton Davis like in that. this selection, but Huge. I think they just go with their second round pick higher. Brian O'Neill, the tackle out of pit. Mm. He was a guy I really liked at this time and at the senior bowl, especially just his ability to move and run in space as a big guy, I thought was really impressive and thought was not rare, but a little bit different for that position. You didn't for have sure. that many tackles that could move like that. So I'm going to take Brian O'Neill. Wow, I like it. A little bit uh-huh. of positional value there, but that's um, that's a good one. And he's really only five and a half sacks and five holdings. So maybe being he's good. underrated to some extent. Um, so I like that one a lot. 31 New England Patriots. Hank. No, They're sorry. going Mike Jasicki. This was uh this is the last nice. year with Gronk. They're gonna try to uh recreate that Gronk Aaron Hernandez thing for one more year, but more so they're trying to uh you know smooth that transition, keep some sort of production from the tight end, which is a position that has been very important to that offense for forever, and hopefully avoid that little lull that they had there for a few years with somebody who's a, a very good receiver from that spot. That's a good pick. That's a Patriots pick, too. Yeah. Very good pick. Um, okay. Baltimore Ravens. This was the Lamar Jackson pick they traded up for. Obviously, it's not going to go quite as well as that, but still lots of talent. Um, and I'm kind of narrowing this selection down to two guys uh, who's been crucial for their teams while not selected in the first round. That's Braden Smith the former guard out of Auburn, who's been huge playing right tackle for the Colts. You know, everyone talks about Darius Leonard and Quentin Nelson, but really Smith has been as key a contributor as those two guys. Carlton Davis, who just won a Super Bowl and is one of those, I mean, we those press cover three guys, right? They make the world go around in the modern NFL. They've really been crucial. Um, and then there is Frank Ragnow, who should also be a consideration. I'm trying to think what the needs were on the offensive line at this point. I'm just going Braden Smith, though, just because the versatility. They don't have Orlando Brown anymore. I'll go Braden Smith, and uh, you know we'll figure it out at right at at quarterback and the rest of the way. Um, that's a safe way to close out the first round. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's a solid first. That is a really solid first right there. Um, that was fun, guys. That was really. Yeah. Fun. That was. Who'd we miss? Anybody that should have gone? Um, 
Ragnow, Hayden Hurst are a couple guys who did go, who I would argue could still have a case for going still Goddard. in the first round. Um, mm-hmm. Goddard is for Marcus sure. Marcus Davenport, did he ever go? Ooh, no. Wow. No, yeah, he did that, that might have been yeah. a better pick for, than uh, my Harold Landry pick for the uh, uh, Patriots. Not based on production early in their career, but it'd be a debate. Yeah. Terrell um, Edmonds didn't go. Yeah. Yeah. Will Hernandez, who hasn't been hasn't been quite what everyone thought he would be, but good. No. Josh Rosen. <laughs> Josh Rosen could have been an interesting one. You know, it's Sam Darnold is definitely who you'd take in front of him just because he's at least shown that he can get on the field. But he's another one you could just say, like, he got traded after one year. In a different scenario, maybe things do work out. It's true. Um but yeah, not probably not a first round pick. Christian Kirk no. still in the mix. Yeah, Kirk's yep. still on the board. He probably would have um, went first couple picks, second round. Valdez Scantling too. I mean, he was a fifth mm-hmm. rounder. Yep. Yeah, for I, sure. We got it for the most part. I or Leighton Vander Esch maybe. Oh yeah, but Did again, not go? I mean, that's kind of Marcus Davenport for you. You know, I don't think it's so. like. Eh. We were willing to gamble on upside with a few of these guys, but when you look at DJ Moore, Bates, Dante Jackson, Mark Andrews, even Gallup, O'Neal, Gasecki, and Braden Smith. They've produced. Yeah. They've and been, they've been on the field. And, I mean, aside from Gasecki, those guys, are, aside from the tight ends, those guys are playing premium spots. Here's a, a Broncos question. Value. How high does Philip Lindsay go? Hmm. Definitely the best undrafted free agent. Um, Could be a second rounder. I mean, just from the names that we rattled off, Philip Lindsay definitely fits in these next 15, 20 picks, right? Probably. I think you're right. I think he, uh, at the very... He's definitely a hell of a lot better than Sonny Michelle. He almost certainly slips into a top 75 pick. Even with him being undersized, undervalued at the position, so on and so forth. At least the 75th pick, I think, is in the books. So it's not bad. This was fun. This was great. Yeah. Thank you for doing this, fellas. Henry ran off to do his press conference. Um, we'll be back next week. Draft pod, as always, as we, uh, you know, it's July already. Soon enough, it'll be August and we'll be in. Uh, full steam ahead so thanks for tuning in we'll catch you next week